the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to a holiday edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. My co-host Larry Dershim and I have, as usual, been scouring the headlines, trying to find interesting stories, and it's been just an abundance of riches over the last several weeks. And that's even so, we're entering the Christmas holidays and you wouldn't think we'd be able to get as many people to serve as jurors on some of these high-profile cases, but there they are doing their civic duty instead of their Christmas shopping. So we always have lots of legal headlines, but first we are going to lighten it up a little bit on this Saturday evening with a Britney Spears reference. And no, this is not about the conservatorship. This is actually about a Britney Spears impersonator. And I don't mean somebody that's headed for the Wax Museum. This is a male substitute teacher that got himself excused for the rest of the day, put in suspension, so to speak, for bringing a karaoke machine to class, setting it up, dimming the lights, and belting out his best rendition of the Britney Spears hit Toxic. Now, for our listeners who aren't intimately familiar with that song, Larry, do you remember the song Toxic by Britney Spears? Well, I saw the Twitter feed of this gentleman singing, and I don't think I've heard it, but I kind of liked it. But isn't it about uh, an addicted uh, person being addicted to a bad relationship, kind of Uh an edgy uh song? So it is. So it is. It's about an addiction to a healthy relationship. And, you know, I don't know whether this class was interpersonal communication or advanced chemistry or culture and politics, but maybe there might have been a class curriculum for which this rendition impromptu as it was might have been appropriate. But in the eyes of the school, this was not the class. So the interesting thing about this story is that maybe it was the school officials who should have done their homework on this man. Because apparently what's come out since then has been that he's an avid TikToker and he's been doing sort of a what we'll call a classroom tour where he routinely subs in different classrooms and also exercises his singing abilities. And it probably didn't do him credit that the clip that really went viral, of course, the kids whipped out their cell phones. That's how we know this. But the clip that really went viral was about a two note range. But you can see him there with the dim lights and the the colored strobe lights going around. So it was very entertaining. Some of the students enjoyed it. But the larger question, Larry, that, you know, you and I as lawyers kind of uh, get into this is, How did this even happen in the first place? I mean, when people show up for substitute teaching, obviously they're vetted, and this man was. He wasn't a trespasser or an imposter. But isn't there something you would think in the contract language that talks about sticking to the syllabus? Oh, 100%. I think right now, because of 
the pandemic, they're having a hard time finding teachers. I wonder if they have a way to rate the substitute teachers uh, because this guy's a little bit edgy. It says he on his uh, I think his Instagram or TikTok account, he said he's trying to be a substitute teacher in all 50 states and sing and entertain the students while subbing uh, and documenting his experience. He's recording it and then he's putting it up, I guess, on TikTok. So I don't think he was well vetted, in my opinion. But you know what's really funny, Wendy? I can remember the days when we had substitute teachers in, in high school. And usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the kids that are messing around and goofing off, <laughs> not the substitute teacher and this is kind of a reversal which is interesting you know larry i thought the very same thing i can remember like it was yesterday some of the terrible things that the kids would do when we had a substitute teacher i mean throwing things sitting in different desks you know switching names you you would call it is almost like this this guy turned the tables on the class by being the first one to misbehave (laughs) and you know online um this is a tiktoker again who referred to himself as quote, the real chill sub. So his reputation preceded him. And so, you know, when schools do background checks, I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, we did a criminal background check, Um, but it gets tricky. There are certain things that obviously, as we all know, employers cannot consider in deciding whether or not to offer somebody a job. So it's that very fine line as to how much do you allow yourself to view of somebody's social media profile that doesn't, you know, um, interfere with any of the protected categories. But this guy being a performer would probably have been something that they would have found. And then maybe it wouldn't have been a surprise performance. Uh, Maybe he would simply have declined the offer and moved to another school. What do you think? Well, it's interesting that according to the the articles we've been reading on it, uh, he's actually been a substitute teacher in Utah and California. And again, his goal is to be a substitute teacher in all 50 states. And I wonder how that works. I mean, doesn't he have to be certified in those states? How is he able to jump from state to state? But that's... Here's the tricky thing with that. Um, He was deactivated in Austin County's sub sub pool. So that was the sanction, if you want to call it that. If he continues subbing in other states, that would mean that different counties have different standards, different best practices and different sanctions. Um, So that makes it even more interesting. And maybe if there was a performance arts class, maybe that there wouldn't be a sanction for showing up and performing. And so it almost it almost means that strategically, if that's this man's goal, he's probably going to have to go about it in a way where he's playing by the rules as opposed to surprising a school that hires him to teach one subject and he shows up and literally performs another. Oh, right. Yeah. It almost when I was watching the uh, video there on uh, Twitter, I almost wish I could be back in high school. That would have been a fun class. I don't know if I would have complained. I would have said, are you coming back tomorrow? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And you know, Larry, we all know you're a, a secret Britney Spears fan. Uh, Spears fan, anyway. Although, uh, although, what's not to like? She's been in the news a lot lately. She's a very talented performer. Um, switching gears just a bit, but not much to another, um, let's say, sensational story. We'll put it that way of something you that we probably wouldn't expect to see some. NFL players that were uh, suspended for faking their vaccination status. And this brings us to the a whole issue, Larry, that I know you're going to talk about in just a minute. But just to cue it up, you know, fake vaccination documents, we knew that was going to be a thing last summer when the announcements of the mandates came out, didn't we? If there's a mandate, there is a need for certain documents that not everybody is going to obtain legally. I mean, think about it. When you and I were showing our real 
a driver's license going into a bar or a restaurant. Remember what those bouncers would do? They would take it and hold it up to the light and shine a flashlight. They were looking for evidence of, of counterfeit. Right. Sometimes you see people doing that with, with dollar bills or um, $100 bills more likely. But how do you do that? How do you sort of fact check an electronic government document that simply uploaded into the cloud? How do you, what, where are the safety measures to make sure that that document is legitimate? Yeah, I know. We're going to see a lot more of this uh, in the coming days, I think, as people try to get around these mandates. And that was just one example, you know, coming up with a fake uh, vaccine passport or card. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a, a challenge. Well, here, I'll tell you what, if it was NFL players, OK, that's noteworthy. And we're talking about it. It was a headline on the news. But if that's what it takes to become a headline, can you imagine how many ordinary, non-famous people have already procured, and I hear they're pretty expensive, fake vaccine cards and have been uploading them? So, you know, I'll tell you, what's next? Fake testing? I mean, it's it's terrible that this is, a, this is an enterprise and an opportunity, but it's good that we're on notice so we can figure out how to tell the real from the illegitimate. Yes, yeah, and if I can switch sides uh, or switch topics a little bit. Certainly on my... not switching sides. <laughs> I don't want to right switch sides. <laughs> uh, this is commentary, so I exempt the station and Wendy from this. This is my own thoughts on this. But uh, I just call this as America headed towards internment camps. And, you know, on December 7th, earlier this week, we uh, just celebrated the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And people, not everybody knows this, that back then after the attack, we literally put 120,000 Japanese Americans into forced internment camps. And the Supreme Court of the United States back in that day, actually it was court, uh, called Korematsu, the United States, upheld that. And it wasn't until 40 years later that their reparations were made to those uh, Japanese folks that really, they, they uprooted them from their homes, from their lives, from their livelihood. It was called the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, and they did give them reparations for that. But my question today is, it, could it come here? Could we have internment camps come to America? Now, not everybody knows this, but the CDC on their website today has plans for something like an internment camp. And you can go there and check them out. And I'll cover a little bit more about that lately, but or, or later. But what we should know, that in Australia, they literally have COVID internment camps. And just really quickly, there was a young 26-year-old girl. Her name was Haley Hodson. There was somebody in her block that tested positive. This is in Australia now. They with their cameras because they're so surveilled over there. They said, your car was on that block and that guy was COVID active. So you're going to go into these uh, internment camps to prove that you don't have uh, COVID. And they put this lady there. This is in Australia. They had 2,000 little uh, uh, temporary housing units where they would put these people and supposedly they can get out. But it was very frightening. And they even tried to give Haley some Valium so she would be more compliant to what they wanted her to do. And it's just frightening. This could come to America. Here's a silver lining. I want to leave us with a silver lining that there are organizations, Liberty Council, Alliance Defending Freedom is a second one, Pacific Justice Institute, and many more that are defending against these uh, uh, horrible uh, uh, uprooting of our constitutional rights. So their silver lining is we have the court system and we have attorneys willing to fight and many others. 
Yeah, I know that's true. We need to take a short break. We're going to keep talking. Please stick with us for our next segment. We have a very special guest who's co-founding an organization that's doing amazing work to keep businesses open. You do not want to miss this. This is Today with Dr. Wendy. We're back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. Larry Dersham and I have a very special guest that's with us for the second half of the show. Larry, who do you have with you there in studio? Yeah, sure, Wendy. Amy Reichart is co-founder of Reopen San Diego. Reopen San Diego is a nonpartisan group of citizens fighting peacefully for the rights of the citizens of San Diego to be able to pursue free healthy, and happy lives. They stand against unjustified and unwarranted coercion, lockdowns, mandates, and restrictions that hurt the most vulnerable in our community. Now, reopen means uh, reopen for all of us uh, without vaccine verification, without mask mandates, and to stop the arbitrary classification of businesses and employees as non-essential. Because everybody is essential, in my opinion, and also in the opinion of Reopen San Diego. So welcome to the program, Amy. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, Amy, you have quite the background. I do have to say I am very impressed by the the commonalities you and I share. We both went to seminary mid-career, decided to go back um, and earn our Master of Divinity degrees. But I also note you are a licensed private investigator and marketing expert. And here you have become involved in really pushing back against all of the the pandemic-related lockdowns and really went on the offensive to open reopen San Diego, as it's called. What led you to want to become involved in that movement and actually lead that movement? Well, you know, when the whole 15 days to stop the spread happened, we all complied, right? And then I just started noticing inconsistencies, and it didn't take a licensed California private investigator or attorney (laughs) to figure it out. And... The big aha moment came for me. We all remember when the beaches were closed, right? Right. Well, I remember the day that La Jolla Shores was reopened and you couldn't park in the parking lot. And there was a San Diego police car guarding it. There was a border patrol vehicle guarding it and a meter maid. So apparently COVID was in the parking lot, but not on the side streets. So we parked in the side streets. And then my now 10-year-old and I, we went straight for the waves. And he had his boogie board. He was so happy after being locked down in front of screens for months, right? Mm. And he goes to the waves. And I sat down in the sand. And a San Diego lifeguard, very good-looking one, I might add, because that's how they make them in San Diego, (laughs) came up to me and said, you can't sit here. And I'm like, huh? What? And he said, you just have to keep moving. And I'm like, well, my son is is in, in the water right there. And he said, well, if you go down the beach where I can't see you, you can sit. Mm. 
And I said, but then you can't see my son. And so I literally stood there for 90 minutes and I did like the Madonna starlight side to side moves for 90 minutes in order to comply. And also so my son could have a taste of freedom after being locked down for so long. Oh, well, well, good mother. Thank you. Well, two weeks later, I am a La Mesa resident. And two miles from my home is where three buildings were burned down. Mm. And I'll never forget, there were a thousand public health officials that came out with a declaration saying that it was okay to protest and riot, right, mm. for certain social justice issues, you, and, you know, and, and forget about COVID. But if you protested for reopening, that was racist. Mm. And I was like, oh, I am awake now. Yes. I am awake to all of this. Yes. And so I got involved with Reopen San Diego. It was a Facebook group that started meeting in person. We literally met on the grass, true grassroots in uh, Liberty Station. Mm. And you know what? We finally decided in November of 2020 when Gavin Newsom was about to put us in the purple tier Mm. that we would have our first big rally. And we did. It was the Save San Diego rally. Wonderful. Hey, on November 29th, the San Diego City Council held a special meeting to consider a vaccine mandate for all city employees that was to take effect on December 1st, which is now passed, of course, to counter that. Effort reopened San Diego, hosted a Stop the Purge rally outside that city council meeting. How did your event go and what was the outcome of the San Diego City Council vote? Right. So right now you can actually not go in person to city council, to the chambers to actually address the city council. They're completely virtual. We believe that they are using COVID as a way to get these kind of measures passed without much pushback from from the public. And so we decided to have a stop the purge rally at City Hall and we actually called in against the ordinance but they passed it anyway. So mm-hmm. right now in the city of San Diego if you are not vaccinated, you cannot hold elected office. Mm-hmm. You cannot serve on a board or a commission. You cannot volunteer. And right now the San Diego City Council, when they do plan to reopen, they've already made it known that they're not going to let the unvaccinated in to the chamber so they can actually speak against some of these tyrannical mandates and ordinances oh, that they are passing. That's amazing. So, Amy, your group, though, is bipartisan. In, uh, in other words, you know, it, anybody can be a member uh, and it doesn't it doesn't really have any political views in terms of you just believe what you believe, and you're talking about sort of the rationale behind some of the decisions you're making. Is that correct? Absolutely. In fact, we follow unity in the essentials and liberty in the non-essentials. So we're nonpartisan, all different walks of life. And I think that's important to emphasize because there are many people that would like, you know, access to certain places, access to certain jobs and positions, and that you know, being 
being in favor of business, being pro-business doesn't necessarily mean you're anti-vax. I think there are some people, first of all, there are medical exemptions, and I'm, I'm hoping that those still exist everywhere that, that it's, we're talking about. Um, but even aside from that, I mean, what about the people that just would rather wait till the maybe two years of testing, feel a little better about it? They're kind of taking a wait and see approach. Is there an argument to be made uh, that virtual attendance at certain types of meetings and events actually might afford a larger audience of people that can ask potential questions rather than what I remember back in the days of, you know, we would go to city council meetings and it was crowded and hot and there were people standing in line outside. Would a virtual meeting make sense in a day and age that's become so tech savvy over the course of the last 18 months where maybe more people could attend and voice their opinion? Or are you saying that even despite a virtual option, some opinions are being squashed? Well, what we actually saw, and we actually had a rally back in April, and it was called Let Us In. And it was at the San Diego County Board of Supervisors Mm -hmm. because we had been spending the previous year calling in, waiting all day to speak, only for them to move agenda items around so then we'd have to wait a couple more hours to speak. And what we found was people were calling the San Diego County Board of Supervisors and they were crying. I'll never forget one man in Spanish just crying that he couldn't pay his rent and he couldn't feed his family Mm. because of the lockdowns. And so we decided to have that rally let us in and voila, they actually wound up opening in the next month. And I'll tell you what, we've had a couple San Diego County Board of Supervisors meetings that have gone viral because of the attendance in person. Mm. These stories have gone national and international. And back on August 31st, we had the most ever attend a San Diego County Board of Supervisors meeting in the history of San Diego when 260 people signed up to speak. And we kept those supervisors up until midnight. (laughs) Good for you. That's wonderful. Amy, since the vaccine and mask mandate fights appear to be far from over, what do you see as your group's next moves in opposing these threats against our freedoms? It seems like there are a thousand fires right now that we are fighting in California. And there's times when all we ever do is seems like we're going on the defensive. And I'll never forget, this was a couple months ago, Mayor Todd Gloria, the mayor of San Diego, tweeted that he was going to give a mayoral proclamation to the first restaurant that instituted vaccine passports. Mm. And as you know, right now, if you want to dine in Los Angeles, in New York, in San Francisco, you need to show proof of vaccination. Right now in Los Angeles, to get your hair cut, you have to show proof of vaccination. So, you know, I remember feeling really angry about that. And then this idea came to us. We'll do our own proclamation against discrimination. And so we had a press conference at City Hall. And since then, and we had many speakers from all different restaurants say, no, we will not discriminate. And now we have over 180 businesses at reopensd.org who are part of our coalition and display a sign saying that they will not discriminate against anyone based on sex, gender, vaccination, or unvaccination. Wonderful. Wow. You know, Amy, that's a great way to end the show. Kind of, um, you know, that's obviously a little bit of the silver lining. But 
I will give uh, Larry's uh, dark cloud analysis just very briefly. Listening to you makes me recognize why there has been such a market for fake vaccination cards. You know, we, we try so hard not to call them passports, even though colloquially that's what they become known as. But um, it is also true that if we have more mandates, if we have more restrictions, I hate to say that as much as I would like everybody to follow the law, they just don't. And if there's a market for getting a fake card for whatever reason, the more restrictions we have, it's just going to give them more opportunity. Not that I'm saying that's why we shouldn't have restrictions. We do what we need to do. But it's also good that we're actually getting both sides of the debate hurt. And really, isn't that what it's all about, is voicing both sides of an issue and then letting voters, for example, make up their own minds. Well, thank you for joining us. God bless you. And to our listeners, have a wonderful, safe weekend. Please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines with a silver lining. Have a great week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.